Hello, soccer fans. Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk about soccer games. I'm Corey, Corey Donahue. Just kidding. This is the American Outlaws Podcast. It's also about soccer. You know that. <laughs> well, they know that it's the American Outlaws Podcast because they hit it on their phone two <laughs> seconds ago. That's true. And they've got us rattle in their ears. Welcome, soccer fans. Thank you for joining us. I'm Corey Donahue with American Outlaws. I'm staring at Justin Brunken with American Outlaws. Hi, Corey. Hello, Justin. Also on the phone, we have Chris Donahue with American Outlaws. Hi, Chris. Hello. Oh, God. We got that British guy. Chris. We got that guy on the phone. <laughs> I hope not. What does that red button do on your phone? <laughs> it hangs up. Should we? Yeah. If He's I already failed before you even started. Welcome to this soccer. <laughs> I'm going to talk over that. <laughs> Welcome to this American Outlaws podcast, everybody. Thank you for joining us. I'm back. I was gone for a week. I, I can't remember if I've ever missed a podcast, have I? That's the first one we ever done without Corey Donahue. First one. I don't know first how it best, went. How'd it go, say. Corey? Did you listen to it? I did. You guys did good. Oh. Thanks to uh, Jacob Donald specifically and you for uh, filling in for me. Yeah, I tried my best. I'm no, uh, I'm no Corey great. Donahue, but listen. But I try. The best one yet. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> it had 10,000 right. downloads, and this one will have four. My finger is really close to that hangout button, but nope, it's far away now. <laughs> yeah, we're back. <laughs> I listened to it. I enjoyed it. I appreciate you guys filling in while I uh, was on vacation with Christopher and our family. Uh, the show must go on, Corey. That's right. I uh, don't appreciate you saying that I only take vacations, and I take <laughs> huge offense. However, I appreciate Donald saying that I was a pretty person. I think he said some complimentary thing, and yeah, don't, that, belie- don't think for a second I didn't write it down mentally. I was going to say, you probably just made that a clip. I like, re- you just cut that piece of the podcast and just, like, you play it over and over. You know how you uh, sleep at night and you have stuff in your headphones? Yeah. Do you just have that replaying I, when you go to sleep? It's my voicemail now. <laughs> just your Donald voice. saying that I'm a good-looking gentleman. <laughs> Thanks, Donald. No thanks to Justin. Thanks, Jacob. Uh, yeah, good podcast. Um, there so what was are we a, talking about today? Well, there was a soccer game on Monday, mm. and uh, it felt very different. And uh, I don't know if you felt it. It felt like a breath of fresh air to me. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I haven't enjoyed being a fan of the U.S. men's national team for since October, I would say. I mean, I'm not going anywhere. I love it still. It's it's like when you get in a, in a fight with your significant other and you love them, but but uh, you can't go anywhere, and it's not happy at the moment. That's what it's been since October for me. But I felt different. I felt a new <laughs> – I want to say we had U.S. <laughs> – that just came to me. We had U.S. men's national team makeup sex on Monday. <laughs> what? I, uh, it's kind of true though. It was a breath of fresh air, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like, I was excited. It was hopeful. It was fun to watch. It was like, it was like the same brand or same like group or brand that you've always had, but it's completely new for some. It's like that third jersey when your team announces at the start of the season. You're like, it's in different colors. It's like that's my team, but it's a little different and it's new and it's odd. I forgot how many of those players that played that day were still eligible for the Olympic team when it comes in 2020. It was a lot. Really? Yeah. Out of what, 23 players, maybe 10? Yeah. I think it was somewhere around there. But that's cool. When is qualified for the Olympics? Go ahead, Chris. 15 players under the age of 23. 
15? That's crazy. That's a good number. Yeah, I was excited before the game, and I was excited after. And I was excited during. It was, it was really, man, I thought it was great. Right, exactly what we needed. Do you think we have just missed it for the last 15 years by not playing shitty teams every game? <laughs> Do you think that should be the path forward? And we'll talk with Carlos Cordero about this, but is that the path to just play horrible teams? I mean, <laughs> for my excitement, yes. <laughs> for the longevity of our program, <laughs> no. My point there is that Bolivia was horrible. But yes, they were. And there was like their, I heard it was their second team, too. I don't know much about Bolivia. You don't follow them every game? <laughs> no. They were bad, though. They were bad. I don't want to open with the negative things so, the way I always do. But So is it brilliant that uh, this young team on the international stage together, a lot of them playing for the first time together to give them that bad team so they get that confidence. Is confidence everything, Corey? Yeah. <laughs> we call it in the corporate world a quick win. You know, you get that quick win under your belt, so you get confidence right off the bat. Um, I don't know. They were bad, but I loved – I loved watching this team. They're fun to watch. I love the confidence. I love the – there was like a possession mind or like there was a confidence to turn and a confidence to take people on and like a I, I can beat you and you can't take it off me feel that we don't always have. Their, their one touch like possession in like small quarters was like something I haven't seen in a long time. Like usually our possession is like – you know, I don't know, 20, 30 yards apart, through balls, blah, blah, blah. But they're, like, some crazy, like, one touches and, like, yeah, less than 10 yards. Yeah. Like, over and over. I thought that was really cool. Something I haven't seen in a long time. stood out on the one-touch game to me? Nobody really jumps to mind. But, yeah, I agree. And I also agree that we have a young team and they made some pretty bad mistakes. <laughs> but that's the kind of thing that, like you take in this in this group because it's all optimism and hope right now because it's like try things right now and play young guys and let them fuck up and sorry do i give us an explicit rating if i say the f ball? you always do every episode Corey. that's all right that's all right <sighs> thanks for having me back no, um, no problem I, uh, I i just remember some misplaced passes that should never have been misplaced and if it were a qualifier we'd be screaming at our televisions and or some like questionable decisions or all that but we don't care because it was fun to watch we had the passion again that we haven't seen in a long time i felt like people are who was it what was the article chris back me up on this what was the article that i read this week uh somebody was it uh, jeff carlisle maybe who wrote an article about how the u.s doesn't have fight anymore and he did a bunch of interviews of players and stuff um who who thought that might have been one of the issues of the last year under Arena and Klinsman. Uh, did you read that article, Chris? And do you think we have the fight? I did not read that, but I think you kind of hit the nail on the head that this this team was a new, just a new breath, and to see the kind of um, the swag, as you would say, the swagger and not see the same old methodic sideways back, sideways back passing. There was real attacking intent. And, the, and, and to what Justin was saying about the, the one-two touch between Sarge and Timmy Weah was such a good thing to see. It, it just felt like we, we had been in a, in a rut for a long time, and we just didn't have that. Yeah. And I think, and I think that 
it was it was not just that. It was just you just got the sense that these guys wanted to be out there. It wasn't it wasn't obligation to be there. They all wanted it. Rubio Rubin was up and down the flank the whole game. Um, McKinney was boss in the middle. Uh, you know, you got your your Timmy Way and Josh Sargent up there pulling the strings, and then and Novak. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Novakovic came on, and all he wanted to do was score goals. And I just feel like we've been missing that for a long time, and it was really nice to see that. And Pulisic had his worst game in a long time. He was, dare I say, dog shit. I don't. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> he looked, step on. He the, looked tired. He, he looked the end of a long season, but you know, he's earned it. He's earned it by by uh, having this team on his back for a year, so he can do whatever he wants. But. But my point with calling him out on playing terrible was not to call him out, but to say, like... He received the Player of the Year award that okay. game, Corey. But my point is that he can have <laughs> a dog shit game, and yet we can still have a mentality to attack and run at people. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of players that could do that, uh, I felt like. Um, one player that... or the player that stood out to me the most was Robinson. The left back? Was he, yeah. Was he left or right back? I can't remember. But he's left back. He's like, left back. Like three or four times, it looked like he was beaten by a step, and they played a through ball, and he beat the guy there by two steps. And then two minutes later, he's in the attacking third on the other side, and he, I think he delivered the cross that Weah scored on, if I remember right. Um, yep. Thought he was great. He, he was a standout for me. Yeah, and that's, <clears throat> I thought the defense was good this game. I thought they were just, you didn't hear much about him because they are just positioned right, like the whole game. Yeah. Again, playing a shitty team, I agree. Well, position's position. <laughs> like, yeah, good teams can get you out of position. I get it. And it makes it difficult for you back there. But, I mean, I, I thought it was still somewhat intelligent on where they're at on the field. I agree. Chris, did you have something? Sorry. No, yeah, I think, you know, I thought uh, Walker Zimmerman was, was really good. Um, I thought that um, Eric Palmer Brown put a – a few steps wrong and had a, a few wayward passes, but was really solid throughout the night. And like Justin was saying, the best kind of game a center back can have is if you don't hear his name. And that means that the guys in front yeah. of him and and him is taking care of things. And, you know, Bolivia was crap, but how many shots did they have on goal in, in 90 minutes? Right. You know, against a team that averages, averages at 22 years old. It's, it's just a good result, and it's, it's something that, I, I can't remember feeling this excited to watch a soccer game for U.S. soccer in a long time. Right. That reminds me the the uh, idea that a center back cannot be have their name called but still be the best player in the field reminds me of Becky Sauerbrunn yeah. so much because she's like – I don't, everybody loves her who knows what they're talking about. And she, it's not, you're a casual fan probably doesn't, wouldn't be able to pick her out of a lineup of one, but like, uh, those, those who watch every game know how good she is. And yeah, the, uh, the center backs had that kind of performance. I thought no offense to, uh, Julie Ertz, but I voted for Becky Sabron for player of the year, 2017 Julie Ertz, man. Yeah. She was awesome. I'm just, uh, I'm just biased to defenders. Yeah. Yeah. She used to play defense. That's true. You used to like her, huh? Yeah, used to. And then she went up, up top in the mid, and it's like... Pfft. Just started <laughs> kicking goals. Yeah. No, kicking? No, heading goals. <laughs> Every time I go to play Sundays, my wife says, kick a goal. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> and I never do. 
Uh, we got Tyler Adams in for the next game. Since oh, before we get to that, uh, any any anything last thoughts on that game, or should we move on? Great. Uh, <laughs> next, we presented the American Outlaws Player of the Year trophy to one Christian Pulisic. I'm pronouncing it the way that they pronounce it in Germany, or he asked them. Did you read that? Uh-uh. That he, like, when he's in the U.S., he wants Pulisic, but when he's there, he says Pulisic. Huh. Because they're so close to Poland. Is he's from Poland? Or his family comes from Poland? Yeah, it's probably, it was probably traditionally Pulisic, and then when he came, family came right. to the U.S., it's probably went to Pulisic. I read that somewhere. I think I'm getting it right. If I'm not, I don't know, tweet we're, the hate. <laughs> we don't know. We'll do anyway. <laughs> Sometimes know what we're talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, thank you, Christian, for making it close to qualifying last year. <laughs> he, he almost did it by himself. That's probably a harsh thing to say. Almost. No, he 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 played his ass off. He cared much more than a lot of the people on the team. It it appeared maybe that's harsh. Just in as some well. games. Just in some games. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Let's not like rehash. Oh, you don't want to be negative and go back to <laughs> October with everything. That we're already looking to the future, Corey. Yeah. Here for the future. Love it. Uh, That's what we got to look for. You know you get negativity with me when I'm on the phone. I know. <laughs> we talked about that last podcast, right. too. Thanks, P- Christian. Uh, enjoy the time off. It's much deserved. So C- Christian is out for the uh, for the games against Ireland and France. Also joining him is Bon Bono, Gooch, Guido, Horvath, Olasunda, and Zimmerman. And we gained Zach Steffen, Yarborough, Moore, Parker, Yedlin, Tyler Adams, Delatore, Saif, Will Trapp, and Bobby Wood. Yes. That's right. Bobby Wood. I'm excited to see Tyler Adams big time. Oh, yeah. Now we've got some good names coming in. That's right. It'll be exciting. So we got some new, some. Uh, I thought there was going to be more changes than that, I thought, but these are good changes. What is that? Eight new people? Eight new in and maybe nine. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You can't change baby with the bathwater or whatever however you say that but uh it's plenty of new guys yeah yeah it'll be it'll be fun games uh saturday against ireland this is where i'm sorry you're not here chris this is where i tell you justin i brought you a gift oh let me pull it out here hold on oh oh take over for me vamp while i vamp means talk while i do something Oh, that was quick, Corey. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So he just handed me, um, this is not on video, but this is the the partnership beer between the Lincoln chapter and um, my favorite brewery in Lincoln that's local is uh, White Elm Brewery, and that's they right. have been fantastic. We, so we partnered, Ale Lincoln did, with a local brewery, and we uh, helped brew it. They had us into their uh, brewery, and... God, you just shoot it shoot all over it my all computer. Over me too. You schlub. That's a good. That's a sign of a good beer, Corey. That's a sign of a good beer. Cheers. Cheers. Sorry, I know it's we not talked, fun to hear people talk about beer. That's all right. We talked a little bit about it last episode too, on like how we we're part of the whole process. Oh, but, okay. but I mean, it's, it's something. It's just something really cool to be part of it. It's voted on by the soccer fans, brewed for soccer fans, mm-hmm. and now consumed by soccer fans. Well, I can tell you, I went over to buy it today, uh, and I went in there and. Somebody said, you looking, because I, I was clearly looking for it, and they were like, you looking for that A.O. Lincoln beer? I said, yeah, we believe. And I said, yeah. And he goes, we've been selling the shit out of that. No way. Yeah, they had to pull it from the back for Dude, me. Dude, that's so, awesome. Where yeah. was that at? At Morons, Morans. Oh. 
<laughs> well, right now that's the only place selling it because it's not in the grocery stores yet, but that's coming. Yeah, so we're, we're debuting it on June 2nd in the local chapter. So, yeah, definitely a cool story of something happening in one of the chapters. Um, it's delicious. I usually don't like IPAs, and um, this is quite delicious. Dare you. It's because I, ma- I helped make it. <laughs> it does taste a little like you. <laughs> you can some... edit that up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so... Chris, I know this is uh, fascinating. We play Ireland on Saturday. The reason I bring this out, this beer out now, is because we're doing a member appreciation party for AO members on Saturday here in Lincoln. Uh, members get free AO Lincoln beer at the tapping of that. Uh, we're also doing a beer outreach day that day across the whole country. Maybe you can talk about that. No, that's in September, September 11th. Oh, Patriot Day. Oh yeah, I saw that. For you know, USA, Mexico. The real beginning to the future after the World Cup, really. We're, we're doing the free beer in Lincoln, but we're going to do another one. In yeah, Lincoln. you'll do another one. Sweet. Brought to you by Oscar Blues Brewery. Sweet. Heck yeah. Very nice. Uh, we're also doing a bracket where you get a free buy or you get a free drawing into the World Cup since insert joke here. Or we'll see you in the World Cup. USA in the World Cup. <laughs> we get it. We're not going to the World Cup. Quit posting it. Chris, thoughts about beer? about beer that that ale lincoln beer i heard is a real peach and you send me some you know when i taste it i don't get peach but we all have our own palates mm-hmm. so yeah we play ireland on saturday uh is it are we bringing are we getting ireland's a team because oh they didn't make the world cup yeah they didn't either um so I don't know. I haven't seen their lineup. Has anyone seen Ireland's lineup? This is the I kind haven't. of research that you tune into the American Outlaws does Soccer it, Podcast for. Does it matter? Yeah, it does. I'm always interested at the level of competition we're playing. So while Justin looks that up, uh, we play in Dublin on Saturday. For those of you listening in the United States of America, I believe the game is at 2 Central, which would be 3 Eastern time. Hopefully you'll be at your uh, chapter bar enjoying it with your compadres. I'm going to go ahead. I went to the last Ireland game um, in Dublin. It was a good time. We had a fan-friendly, which we are doing again, I believe, on Friday. A fan-friendly for those of you in Ireland who are listening to this on the plane. Cheers to you. Chris, did you... No, you didn't go to Ireland. Chris, you played with us in that England fan-friendly like eight years ago. How many goals did you have? I had zero. I was, I was playing center back that match, and and Boston the, Boston from the back. I believe we won that game three nil. Much like Becky Sauerbrunn. I remember you served me correct. We um, did. But yeah, that's a great a great time, and I think that anybody that travels to away games when we have the opportunity to set this up is is something you definitely want to experience, even if you don't play, just to go and and check out the other fans from the opposing teams. It's usually a great time, and I think more often than not, people go out and get beers after the game, and it's good to connect with the, the local fans, at least the ones that are friendly to us. I agree. Do you have a specific player that you're hoping to see at that game? For me, it's Tyler Adams. There's a lot of hype around him. Um, he just lo- – I I don't know. I, I uh, haven't been following super close. So Tyler Adams played – at Red Bull, correct? And he recently moved to a European team. Is that correct? Yes. Who's he playing for? I forget. Uh, no, no, he hasn't. He hasn't transferred yet. I don't. Think. But he will be. 
Uh, I think there's been teams looking at him, but he's not transferred yet. Okay, sorry. But the guy, the guy that I'm most interested, I would say, um, isn't necessarily someone new for just this match, but I'm really keen on Keaton Parks. Um, that guy playing with Benfica, I've seen some of his highlights, and he's really promising. He's a, a big, tall drink of water, and he can pass the ball, and he's, he's shifty. So I'm, I'm excited to see him. I hope he gets a few more minutes. He was he looks pretty good in, in, in just a few against Bolivia, but I think there's good things to come from him. Yep, I agree. His whole family was there. <laughs> Keaton Parks is? Yeah, yeah. There are a few players with their whole family. Yeah, there, Novakovic right? as well. Pulisic. Yeah. Pulisic he's probably, here, yeah. he's from here. Yeah, he's from Hershey. Yeah. Do you see his, like, Reese's Pieces cleats and sponsorship? No. Pulisic? Yeah. yeah. Reese's Pieces? Yeah. He has, like, Isn't he from Hershey? Oh. Yeah, well, I think it's part of same Hershey. Same company. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not see that. Oh. The cleats are ridiculously <laughs> awesome. <laughs> They're made out of chocolate. It's <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Sorry, go ahead, Chris. <laughs> now, the other guy that, that is new for this match is, is Kenny Saif. He's been in and out. But we've only, I think he's got two caps, but he, he's looked really good in a little bit that I've seen him. And, um, can we talk about how Julian Green is the oldest looking 22 year old on the planet? (laughs) He's the Wayne Rooney of the United States of America. How old is he? God, what is he? He's, he can't be older than 23, 22, 23. Yeah. Because it wasn't he 18 during the last World Cup. So he'd only be 21 or 22 then. Hmm. I, I, he was either 18 or ni- 19. Yeah. Uh, hey, 22. Yeah, I don't know how excited There's I am. 23 to see him. on six. <laughs> yeah, he does, he does look like he's uh, lost. He didn't him. do too bad, though, in the game. I don't remember. But he also didn't do, like. I don't remember him doing For anything. playing in a World Cup, he didn't do, like, that. He didn't stand out. Right. Yeah. I mean he was he was a uh beneficiary of the hype train for sure. Um I don't know. He's got it all to prove and I don't I, I don't I don't know a ton about Julian Green's situation. I don't follow him day to day, but I I know that he had a standoff with his club kind of about playing time and and I don't I don't know where it went from there. But uh yeah, it was it was more promising four years ago, <laughs> it seemed like. It might be harsh. But um so yeah, we play Ireland on Saturday. If you know, if you want to know lineup, you you only have to know that John O'Shea's in it. <laughs> He's got to be eighty years old. And Shane Long up top. Those are the only two that you need to know about. Would they be the only two that I recognize? Probably. <laughs> they have some young players on there too. Yeah. I don't know much about the whole Irish team. Who uh, is John O'Shea? But John O'Shea is, uh, yeah. He's leading. He's leading the team. He's a veteran. Yeah. He's a goof. We've been making fun of him since, but, like, I was 22 years old. So what do you, what do you guys make? What do you think would be a good result then for this game? I, I think that just looking at it on paper, they have a good team. You know, they have Shane Long, James McLean, Seamus Coleman. There's some good names in there that Premier League players, and we're sending a team that's again pretty youthful, average age of 23. A lot of these guys have, most of these guys have less than five caps. So this might be one of those situations where if you take a 2 nothing loss, I don't, 
but you get to see some of these guys go go shoulder shoulder with some some big names. I don't think it's necessarily a bad result. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I would say yeah, two two nothing loss wouldn't be the end of the world at all. I I could see us being down two three nothing and then pulling back at the end and getting like a a three three or a two two or something. I could totally see that. Might get the overs in now if I were if I were a better hmm. gentleman. Yeah, that's a good point. I really do feel like that's going to happen, but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I take a, I take a draw. Last time we were there, it was uh, one of our worst performances under Klinsman, especially in friendlies. I would say, and we got hammered four one. I, I want to say by uh, by Ireland, and that we were should have been at least as good as them on paper. So. Yeah, I don't know. I'd take a draw. A win would be a fantastic. More about the players, obviously, in a friendly. Um, well, interim Dave, have he hasn't lost a game yet. <laughs> that's that's not true. Congratulations, Dave. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you see uh, Zanini and Zidane is definitely taking the United States <laughs> men's national team job? How do you feel about that? I used to have a dog named after Zinedine Zidane. What? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of people talking about that. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about it? I can tell you what I think. I wouldn't want him. He's not the right personality for it. I it'd be awesome from some perspectives, but I think we need a workhorse who's going to live for the crest and live for the shirt and all that stuff, but like somebody who who cares deeply about the long-term success of the US team. Um He's been used to working with the best top 20 players in the entire world. And he's been so successful, in my opinion, because he can step in and say, no, you're doing this wrong. You should do this this way. And, they ha- and they'll listen to him. But, like, you don't necessarily have that problem with, with our team. I think you need, you need more of a strategic coach. I don't know. I haven't really thought this through. I'm thinking it through on the spot. Why would he even leave Real Madrid? Because he's already won three. He's never... Here's a set. He has never not won the Champions League. <laughs> what else do you have to do? I mean, he hasn't won La Liga, or has he? I don't know. He's also never not headbutted someone. I'm sure he has sometime <laughs> not headbutted someone. <laughs> Good pull on that. Uh, that was a not not. <laughs> okay, fair. Uh, I don't know. I, I It'd be exciting, but... It'd be exciting to have Jurgen Klopp or Zinedine oh, Zidane as a coach. Um, I don't think it'd work out as well as some other coaches might. This yep. is my bold prediction, given no prior thought. Chris, do you, Chris, you want Zinedine Zidane to be announced as Uni- United States coach tomorrow? I, I don't know. It's, it's a tough one because, like you said, for a guy that has no idea where we are at the moment with our program, with our federation. I think it's a tall ask for someone like that, a big name to come in and try to fix what is U.S. soccer right now. And I don't know, I don't know who the guy is at, at all. Um, one guy we could probably throw his name in the ring would be Jurgen Klinsmann. Um, <laughs> okay. But Outside of that, I, I honestly don't know. I, no, I don't think Zizi would be the right guy, but um, I think we just have to wait after the World Cup and see who, who pops up. Maybe we can get Mexico's coach or someone like that. We still have to announce <clears throat> what our GM. 
Yeah. Uh, what is the plan on the <laughs> hashtag? What's the plan? <laughs> what's uh, Ernie Stewart is supposedly the in uh, is the leading candidate, and I think you guys talked in the last podcast about Peter Vermees, who is uh, in my. Uh, I'll say in my in my kind of off the off the beaten path conversations with people in the know. Fans, Corey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people in the know in the soccer world, I, I often ask who, who uh, you think will be or who you want in there, um, uh, people in the coaching world or whatever. Um, Peter Vermees is always the person they say is, it's like he is amazingly doing amazing things. He has his finger on the pulse of literally everything. He's, he's got a vision, all that stuff. Um, and it's it's really kind of sobering to hear that he was brought in, asked a few basic questions of him, and left immediately and signed a new, a new five-year deal yeah. or whatever with his day job and said, they don't know what their plan is. How the hell am I supposed to come in there and, and you know, do, do anything? So well, I, it's worrisome. Yeah. I'm hoping, and we can talk about Cordero now, I guess. Yeah, I mean... Um, yeah, his only plan is basically the World Cup bid, which for I get. Twenty six. I get that that is a huge, 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 huge thing, and it's kind of a sprint right now to make that happen. And he, I, I don't really fault him for putting a, a lot of eggs in that basket. However, you know we're we're still here, <laughs> and we're diehard fans who have or are experiencing the worst failure in U.S. soccer that we devoted most of our lives to and uh, would like to know what the thought is on what went wrong, what we're keeping, what we're changing, what the next steps are, what are we looking for, something. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, if I think I said this on the last podcast. If, it, if something like that happened, like you just like get all hands on deck. Let's meet. Let's get some bullet points. These are the things that have to happen. Even if you don't have the details, like, bullet points this is happening I, yeah. have they done that i can guarantee not i i think from day one it's only thinking about that world cup announcement that's in what two three weeks yeah june 13th and i and it's kind of like this sounds shitty to say maybe but it's kind of like maybe you should concentrate entirely on that and then but at least come out to your fans and say we are concentrating entirely on that. Yeah. We're going to sit down and we're going to talk about what we're going to do for the long term on Ju- July 1st. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's all you do. Communication. If you don't communicate, everyone always thinks the worst. Right. Which is basically what all <laughs> we're all doing. Yeah. I you know, I I'm no communication whiz, but it seems to me like like that could could be a thing to do. Are you Chris and Corey, are you guys watching the World Cup bid announcement? And when we get it, are you just running around the room super excited? I don't. Chris, you want um, me to go? No. I, back to what you were saying just before I, I talk about that, about, about Cordero, reminds me of something that um, one of our other candidates that we did those presidential forums for, Tom Martino, when someone asked him, you know, what his plan was for hiring a GM or hiring a coach or, you know, different aspects of his campaign, the, the, the thing that he said was, I'm not going to be the expert about everything. What I need to do is bring in the experts for each individual department or each individual part of U.S. soccer, and they can come in and we can formulate a plan. And I just, I, I haven't felt like that 
was at all the case. And then this article comes out today where he talks with Yahoo about he's been 100% focused on the World Cup there, which is, like you said, that's a good thing. It's obviously very important to what we're doing. But to have no, no path to anything that's going to improve the day-to-day stuff now seems foolish to me. And it seems like the money part of bringing the World Cup here is his number one priority. And I just don't think, Carlos, if you're listening, you need to think about other stuff that's going on. Like the the games we got going on right now. (laughs) Yeah, you both brought up a point is that Kyle had laid out exactly how uh, he would would go about changing the hiring processes at U.S. Soccer. Uh, we, we've heard zero about how that's going to stay the same or change under under Carlos Cordero. Um, and and I get once again I get putting your eggs in this basket, but we're waiting. As far as I know, we're waiting until after the World Cup to see what coaches wash up, right? And that's going to happen pretty much immediately. I mean, after that. So, so the World Cup announcement is, what, the day before the World Cup? Mm-hmm. So what's going to be – okay, so we get it or we don't get it. Then the next day the World Cup starts, and then two weeks later coaches are going to start washing up. What is the hiring process on that? And we haven't even thought about it as far as I know, or we haven't been communicated to how they're going to attack that process. And that was one of the big complaints about the prior uh, administration under Sunil was – that that there wasn't an obvious process on who was choosing who was hiring who, and there was very little transparency. And some people, I think, complained that not enough people were in the loop on that. And I get that the more people you open it up to, the slower things move and all that. And you you need somebody who's just going to make a decision. But but they need they need a plan for when when this coaching search happens because it's literally starting the day after. If it hasn't started already, it's literally starting the day after the World Cup start or the World Cup announcement. So I hope they have some plan in mind and they're talking about this now, but we have no idea if they are or not. And those are the kinds of things that we would ask Carlos if he were on this podcast or if he were doing a forum with us the way that the other eight candidates did. So take that for whatever you will. <laughs> that said, we've asked him to to do it he wants to do it supposedly he said that before the election he never found a time for us he says he's going to do it um when he gets a chance um it's just like that article he he basically was mia for 100 days and then they finally had some communication with someone to say like what they're doing they asked the tough questions (laughs) (laughs) but i mean it that's what i was hoping for is like someone to be out there in the front i know the presidents don't know everything about everything, but they are the biggest advocate for U.S. soccer out there. Right. And the biggest platform is the public, and they can be that ambassador to what the sport is and what U.S. soccer is and tell the stories that need to be told. And I just I don't see Carlos doing that. He went MIA for 100 days. He could have been saying, like, I don't know. Maybe that'll change. I, I get he's on a plane 24-7, supposedly, um, and he's meeting with all these people. And I get that in 20 years, getting that World Cup is going to mean a thousand times more than probably the coach that we – well, I don't know if that's true. But 
it it seems like you could be able to multitask on this stuff and and maybe they are doing it again but they're doing a shitty job of saying what they're doing and and that was a big complaint of of prior administrations was the lack of transparency on what the hell's happening and what the plan is and maybe they do have a plan but nobody knows what it is do were they paying the president yet that was not decided i don't know hmm. i don't think they are i don't know Hmm. That's a good question. I know, I know Kyle's. Yeah, well, I know Kyle and others had had said that that was one thing that they were going to do was they were going to make it a paid position, uh, so that they could get qualified candidates, and so they were like, you know, there's a little more responsibility in some ways. Like we're paying you this much, you need to be getting this done, because <laughs> you know that was always with Cindy Hill. Was like, well, he's doing this on his own dime. <laughs> it's like, okay, but we need somebody in there who we can hold accountable. You know, so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he has changed it or not. I doubt he has. I don't know. He worked at Goldman Sachs. How much right. money does he need? You know. So you're you're celebrating big time and watching on June 13th. I am. I 100 percent. So it's a huge, huge thing. So he wins that, then we then we talk and be like, all right, let's go, because it's too late to even get like a much of a plan right now. The whole thing's on the June 13th World Cup bid. Yeah. I. I thought about. Or I was, I was thinking about asking our bar to open for it, but it's super early in the morning, I think. And I don't know how many people would go down there to watch a person pull a thing out of an envelope because <laughs> it was so disappointing the last few times. And oh, But uh, I will be watching. I'm super excited. Can you imagine? I don't think it's hit us really what a World Cup in the U.S. would, would mean for us in 2026. Yeah, um, we're gonna have to. I was I was eleven happens, years old last time. Really figure out what our play is gonna be because it's gonna be it's gonna be massive. It's gonna be insane. Yeah, but it's gonna be exciting and it's gonna be huge for us. Um, yeah, I'll be watching. We still got Cutter before then. Can't wait. Yeah, that should go well. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> All uh, right. So, um, how long are we, are we at? Fifteen minutes yet? <laughs> Let's go to the rest of the topics quick. All right, U.S.-France. Yep, so next week we play France. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm going to be there. What day is that game? Saturday, next Saturday? After that, the 19th, right? Or yeah, the June 9th. 9th, that's what I meant. Yep. Yeah, and they're like That'll one of the fun. favorites for the World Cup. And they'll have their A team? Probably. I don't know. I tried to look for their the roster. I couldn't find it. Well, they'll be going into the World Cup, so yeah. they'll have. Most of their players need to have that as a warm-up. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's gonna be fantastic, man. They have a good team. God, that'll be fun. Yeah, it's a Saturday too. Like we said, la- your- like we said last past, we have a podcast. We have a really good crowd there. We have like hundred people in the section for that. Yeah, game. Yeah, both games. Yeah. Yep. We'll be having drums, God. banners. Yeah, we play our kids. I'll take a three nil loss in that game if we show some signs of uh, positivity. <laughs> good Francis point. Is a, that is a good, good, good. Team. That is a really good game to really figure out where they're at. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's unfair to figure out where they're at. I mean, we're playing 18 to 20-year-old guys who have played together a few times. Well, one t- against Ireland, you got any of those young guys, one touch past John O'Shea, you're good. <laughs> right. <laughs> Does it take money? What is he, 50? <laughs> yeah, he's got to be. That'll be a tough one. Uh, prepare, for, prepare for a tough game that day, and any result is going to be uh, pretty, pretty impressive. But it'll be super fun to watch and super interesting. I'll be watching Mr. Robinson, left back. Yep. Um, do, do you, <laughs> I thought there was an article where our interim coach, Dave, said that Bradley and Josie 
um, still need to be part of this qualifying cycle moving forward. Bradley and Josie. I don't know. If they're, if they're some of the best players in the country, why wouldn't you call them in? Good answer, Corey. That's how I was going to answer. Yeah. Chris, you still with us? <laughs> Chris, do you think Bradley and Josie yeah, should mean, get called in? If, Ever? I don't. Like you said, it, it's more about, I think at some point we're going to need some leadership within these guys when we're playing a big name or a big away game. Um, and I think, you know, people want to scapegoat Josie and Michael and Tim Howard and people like this that are staples in our team for what happened. And I think especially in those, in those Trinidad game, those three guys were very, very lackluster. And, and I think that they've taken it upon themselves to say they should have been better. Should they be involved going forward? I don't know. It's, it's more about their form. Josie, Josie has been good for Toronto, mm-hmm. but seems to get hurt all the time. Mikey's been, you know, Mikey's been good and bad. It seems like it just depends on He's on what good. game you catch him. So, but then you know, uh, yeah, Josie and Mikey, I'm I'm fine with. Um, but you know, I, someone like Tim Howard is just we gotta we gotta be able to do better on on two goals. And, you know, two easy, savable goals and an away qualifier to get us to the World Cup. So I, I think that there's going to be a lot of those decisions um, coming up, especially going into the Gold Cup. Who's going to be the guy that leaves the team, you know, in in those in those tough moments in the, in the later stages of the Gold Cup? Yeah. And this Gold Cup's going to matter because the winner of this Gold Cup, if we win this Gold Cup, we go to the Confederations Cup or whatever the heck they have. Do you? Oh, yeah, because we won the last Gold Cup. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. So if we win this one, we go to the Confederations Cup, which is massive. So it's not as long until a uh, meaningful game as everybody kept saying 600 days, but really it's 300. All these games are meaningful. We're here. We talked about this last time. These kids, they want us at this game. Every game, I think, matters for these players on the field. Different types of meaningful. Yeah. Like if you're (laughs) playing for a trophy, Yeah. um, 365 days pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So the Gold so. Cup, <clears throat> Gold Cup's gonna be awesome. All that six hundred number quote that everybody was throwing around on Tweetbox was bullshit. Basically, S- speaking of next summer too, Women's World Cup. That's right. Be good. That's we gonna be an amazing summer. Week next year. The women, the women have a lot of games coming up. They have the Tournament of Nations, which tickets just went on sale today, I believe. Yep. Um, they got the two games against China coming up, June seventh. Yeah. Yep. And June twelfth. Yep, and then they got to World Cup qualifying um, this fall. Yeah, in October. I'm really excited for that. Um, all the games are in great cities. Top two teams qualify directly, third place team. We went over this last podcast. <laughs> right, I listened. That was what you guys said. Anyway, I, I yeah, yeah. take you at your word. You're the experts. <laughs> we were the experts. We looked it up. <laughs> we don't, all, we, all we care about is the first place because that's what they're going to be. It's that kind of arrogance that got us here. I know we talked about that as well. I don't know I brought that up last podcast in the in the vein of you because I was supposed to be the negative person last uh, this last podcast. So I brought that up. What the the arrogance got us to where we are today in the men's team. Don't be arrogant. Yeah, saying that it's it's first because that's where we're going to be is exactly the kind of arrogance you're talking about. Um, yeah, excited for the women's team. Um. 
When's their friendly? It's like a week or Yeah, it's June seventh and yeah. Sandy. Yeah, we and uh tomorrow. Yeah, June twelfth in Cleveland. Sweet. Um what else we got? It's about wrap it up. We we did we hit the fifteen minute mark? <laughs> yeah, we uh yeah, we're at the forty five probably minute mark at at this point. So um oh yeah. Dude, that was exactly right. <laughs> I was I wasn't even looking. I was looking at notes and whatnot. Um Yeah, I can rant about things with no with no uh, knowledge. So who's, so who's scoring in Europe? I'm going to say it's not going to be Tim Weah. I like him. I, I have big big uh, hopes for him, but I don't think he's going to score. I think he's going to shoot a lot and miss a lot, and then we're going to uh, all freak out about it. But uh, um, let's see. Uh, Josh Sargent, who other than Robinson is my – was just – I've I've been big on Josh Sargent. Everybody has, but um, since that U twenty World Cup, where he was brought in as seventeen year old and was the best player on the field every game, pretty much for either team, just he does the little things and creates mm-hmm. space for himself and moves off the ball and his touch is smart and is um, just he can finish and is that touch over where the goalkeeper ch- tried to chip him for Bolivia, and not only did he run it down which showed effort. Not only did he uh, pull the ball down over his shoulder, that first which, touch was which amazing. is tough, by he the way. laid it out for yeah. himself perfectly. <laughs> yeah, he didn't touch it too hard or too soft, and then he finished it, and the goalkeeper had a good angle on yeah. it, and it was right in his face. That was. Uh, I thought he megged the keeper, and I was like, oh, it's lucky. But then when I saw the replay, it's like, no, that was just a good finish. And the more impressive thing that he did was that give and go with the uh, – he did two back-to-back give and goes with uh, Tim Chris, Yeah. Chris and said that it made something from nothing. Basically, it was him on four guys, or him and Way on four guys. Yeah, big things for that guy. I, I love Josh Sargent, and mm-hmm. we'll be watching him at Werder Bremen next year, right? Yeah. Assuming he gets old enough in time for next season, I don't know exactly how that works, but Chris, you who's scoring, Chris? Yeah, I got. I had Josh Sargent. Um, like you said, he he uses his body and he he knows how to find the net um i got i got him and then i got weston mckinney getting a goal too he deserves one yeah i think he's gonna make a bulldozing run from the back <laughs> knock fat Sean O'Shea off the ball moment <laughs> in the nuts and bury it into the upper 90s the millennial lawless is what they call him i hope that happens I know that. sorry that's josh sergeant <laughs> I'm going to Vakovic. I called him last game, and like he's eager for a goal. He's going to get some playing time, and I think he's going to get one. Yeah, yeah. Excited, sweet, awesome. We will be watching. We will be in the stands. Over a hundred of us at both games. We're here for the future. Am I right? Oh yeah, that's where we're at right now. We have to be here for the future. I agree, and I'm optimistic for the most part. I think uh, we got we got some tweaking to do, and we, let's do it smart now, and let's uh, reap the benefits in 2026 when we win the World Cup at home, and you and I will be dancing like idiots in the parking lot here at myself. the American Outlaws Warehouse, and uh, I'll probably move to foot golf entirely at that. 
<laughs> I was thinking the other day, I wish I, I wish we discovered foot golf. Or foot golf was even around when we were like 22. <laughs> we were young. I know. It would have been real nice. <laughs> Chris, thank you for joining us on the soccer podcast. It's been my pleasure, Jen. We'll see you out there. Justin, thank you for joining us on the soccer Always. podcast. Thank you to the listener. We will see you next week with another 15-minute podcast. <laughs> uh, Justin, don't delete this podcast like you did the last one I was on. That's true. Well, that's because you're on it. But <laughs> my, time is, my time is special, <laughs> and I don't want you deleting it. All right. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next week. See you. See you.